You get me. Man's not hot. Man's not hot. <laughs> I'll say a man that is hot, our fucking guest today. He's in. And the man who has been affectionately known as Russell Crowe if he was stung by a swarm of bees. <laughs> I love that. Please, uh, he's also known as the thumb. Please put your hands together, ladies and gentlemen, for our guest tonight, Mr. Henry Wilson. Hey, guys. Good to have you here, man. No worries. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. We've, it's been a long time coming. You fucked us around the first attempt, but uh, you got COVID <laughs> last week and almost fucked around the second attempt, but yeah. we um we got you here. We got you yeah. here tonight. Man, it's here to just uh, get here and 10 minutes late, so. That's all right. <laughs> 10 <laughs> minutes, 10 hours. What's the difference? Yeah, yeah that's right. right. You know, 10 weeks. And 10 weeks. Right. 10 yeah. weeks. Yeah. Um, at, least you, uh, at least you made it. That's the main thing. Yeah. Um, well, look, it's good to have you on, man. Obviously, we've known each other for a few years now through through the Adelaide comedy scene. How long have you actually been doing comedy for? Yeah, good question. Uh, about five or six years. But I reckon uh, really in the last couple of years, I've really been giving it a good, yeah. good crack. You know, that's like, good. I started out back in 2014. I remember my first gig. I had a really good gig, the first gig, and I had like all my mates from uni come and watch. And I was like really, really energized after it. I was like, fuck, you know, this is what I really want to do. Like just, 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 just for fun. And then I did my second gig and I absolutely bombed. I did so badly. Yeah. And okay. I just felt like, oh my God, I do not want to keep doing this. But then I just sort of stuck around the scene, just not really doing, just doing a bit and stuff. Um, and then I think in the last few years, yeah, like in the last couple or so years, I've been really trying to be, make it more consistent and trying to get up as much as I can and try and come up with new material, which was often hard for me. Like I'm sort of so st- stuck to just doing the same set kind of. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've, I love it. It's a great community. It's um, really helped me a lot. But I tell, so. tell you what, man, like I'm no comedian by any stretch of the word, but my God. I wouldn't be able to write continuous jokes. Like I reckon every time I go see him, there's at least a couple of new jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's just fun. I can't like well, that's the thing. When I started, the mistake I made was that I wrote new shit every time because like yeah. I didn't want mates to have to see the same stuff. But I wasn't getting anywhere with comedy because I could never see what shit actually because you like you can tell the first time you ever do shit, you can see if it's kind of gonna work. Yeah. But you have to do it and change it up three or four or five or six times before you're like, that's the money. Sh- now I know I can do it every time and yeah. it works. So I just wasn't doing the same jokes again. I was just always yeah. doing something new and then wondering why I just felt like I wasn't really getting anywhere because, you know, again, it's brand new shit. So yeah. 80% of it fucking bombs mm. and then or just doesn't do well enough for me to keep it around. And then I just throw it all in the bin and write another one the next time. So it wasn't until, yeah, for me probably as well, not long after you started, I started like actually putting sets together with a little bit of what I'd done before yeah. with some new stuff. Um, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, this is actually, this is how you're supposed to actually yeah. fucking do it. Yeah, it makes it sustainable that way. Because if, yeah. Yeah. if you can't, if you're struggling to write new shit and then the new shit you are writing is bombing, you're just like getting it fucking disheartened. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So yeah. what was the, what oh, drove sorry. you to actually get up and do it the first ever time? Where'd that come from? Um, I had a lot of mates um, say to me that like, oh, you know, maybe you should give it a go. Yeah. Like I used to do it, like I used to make stupid speeches at school and stuff. Like I did a lot of debating at school. And I also did um, 
a lot of acting, like a lot of drama. So what kind of yeah. debating were we doing in school? Oh, <laughs> master debating. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was mainly. Oh, it was just. A, it was just first like other schools. I did. I went to Mercedes. Okay. Um, and they did. It was like, you know, we used to do, um, speeches like you know, we did arguments. The other one I, I saw we did debating against other schools and stuff. And the other one we did was uh this thing called mock trial, which was where you pretend like you're in like a courtroom kind of thing. And, okay. And the yeah. first time I did that because that was a part of legal studies. The first time I did that, I just couldn't help myself like just was laughing so much because it was just so me and my friend wanted to do this thing where he would say like you know there's that movie when they're like you know you want the truth yeah you can't handle the truth yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's a classic <laughs> yeah line, we eh? tried to do we were going to do that in the south australian like the actual court where they had we ended up not doing it but there was just all this stuff we did like I, I just played like an act like acted out like i was like i was a witness in a case and i made it like like i was really bawling like trying to cry my eyes out over just like a dog that like a make-believe dog that had just walked around or something, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, um, yeah, right. I've never heard of anyone doing debate in school. That's yeah. crazy. And mock yeah. trial, yeah. But yeah, I did a lot of debate. And then I did sort of, um, I think when I left school, so I went to uni, obviously, I did journalism there. And then I oh, had a journalism. Few, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. People, Interesting. Um, I, had a, I had a few people say, like, maybe you should give it a go. And I, I, I'd been around the scene a little bit before I'd, done it like in terms of like i'd gone and watched and stuff so yeah, yeah okay yeah but i love it now it's great so switching gear a little bit then yeah. touching on journalism yeah what's your opinion then on modern journalism my opinion on modern journalism yeah um yeah i think it's i just think it's developing so much like i think with like like there's this thing called we used to th- talk about it in a uh, unicorn like citizen journalism it's yeah. where basically anyone can be a journalist so they can pick up obviously you know set up a podcast or or even just set up a, a vlogging thing on YouTube and yeah. become pretty much someone's main source of news feed. Like, I mean, even look, course, if you look yeah. at a thing like something like Vice, yeah, you know, they just started. I don't know how they started out exactly, but I can imagine it wouldn't. It would have just been like just a few young guys getting around, sort of doing. And now they've got journalists all over the world, and yeah. it's such a good. I think it's a really good platform. But yeah, like, and that's the other thing. Like, people post like, I think social media is just really kicked it off like in terms of like people can just write yeah. so much on like facebook or twitter especially that twitter's yeah. like more like i guess i don't know but yeah it feels a bit more political doesn't it yeah i feel like twitter's yeah. more political like i think people listen to like i mean if like i were to write like a status about like i don't know president of the united states like joe whatever his name is joe yeah. biden <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um well informed, well informed yeah man. yeah joe biden or <laughs> yeah 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 uh <laughs> bidding for the highest gas prices I just, <laughs> I just think i'd uh i don't know i just feel like twitter might be a bit more political like, yeah 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 I yeah, 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 yeah yeah so do you think that i know i do but do you think that a lot of modern journalism though has really devolved and gone away from what journalism oh, yeah. should be yeah yeah, yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, people are just going nuts. Like, it's just about. It's, it's and a lot of the time they can. Like, I think someone who I actually think is a really good journalist is Louis Thoreau. I think oh, he's yeah, really good. Like, yeah. he's just yeah. so. You know, he knows how to get the point across. He interviews the right people. He really and there's like there's lots of really good individual journalists like that. But there's yeah. also some. Like really good shows, like I think shows like Insight on SBS is quite a good show. Okay, I haven't seen that yeah, one. Yeah, um, they do. They do a bit of debating on. That. <laughs> yeah, a bit of debate. Loves the debate. Is that the one that Roots was on? Yeah, was it, it was. It was yeah, the one that Roots yeah. was on. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, like I like Australian story. I uh, like Four Corners. I even like sixty minutes. Like yeah, okay, interesting. Like um, like so I started watching it. it was like sixty minutes and stuff. And I I didn't. I was thinking about doing media law at uni. I didn't end up doing it. So I just started doing. Did ended up getting to journalism. I media specialising in journalism. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure what I'm... I'm just working at Telstra now, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. finish cool. your degree? I did, yeah, 2018. Yeah, yeah, graduated. Wow, man, have, you ever awesome. thought, have you ever thought about doing citizen journalism, like having a YouTube channel where yeah. you, you know, face the camera and talk about what you're thinking? Like, yeah, I probably... Yeah, I did. I have thought about it. I guess I just haven't really had the, the confidence to do it. Yeah, and I course. don't really yeah. know... Like, I've always thought about being a journalist, but at the same time, I don't feel like I'm... Uh, knowledgeable enough like sometimes like i'm not really like i don't watch the news on tv like yeah. every night or read the yeah. paper every day in the morning you know like i did a whole bunch i did i read i mean i read the news on radio for like a long time yeah okay. uh, uh, radio adelaide and stuff but yeah, i didn't yeah. really do you know what i mean like I, i'm not really yeah. that fully entrapped in but, like, the, but i guess that's the thing yeah. though is like we, we don't know fuck all about anything yeah. right and we still jump on here in front of the cameras and the mics every second week and talk about our opinion so it's, it's almost like I don't know if these days you really even need to know what's like currently happening. As long yeah. as you've got your opinion and that opinion's strong enough and you can yeah. do it in an entertaining way, you're probably going to find people are going to get around it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 You were supposed to start a podcast. Uh, uh, yeah. You bought, bought a microphone. <laughs> bought a microphone. <laughs> sat in my room for a year and a half and then I sold it. <laughs> How much did you sell it for? Oh, like a hundred bucks or something. Oh, it was three. I'm such an idiot. I kept telling everyone that's making this podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was the thing <laughs> never that never happened. It, that was the thing that made it so funny. Yeah. Is that he made such a big fucking deal. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> fucking hell. And yeah. so then everyone was just always like, "Where's the Where's podcast?" The podcast? Where's the yeah, podcast? Yeah, and I do like Instagram lives, and people be like, "When's the podcast coming out?" And yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Well, hasn't happened yet." So, uh, <laughs> so let's just assume it's not happening. Uh, yeah. At this stage, yeah, yeah. When, yeah. Uh, when, where was your first show? Just at Rhino. At Rhino, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that old or new Rhino? That was old Rhino. So you did get to do one at the old Rhino. Yeah, yeah, I've done a lot. Of, did a lot of gigs there. Yeah, yeah did you do f- much? Oh, that's why I started ten years ago. So yeah, ten right, years yeah. ago this year is my, hell. yeah, it's my really? tenth year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for the first like yeah five or six years, I just I did one gig every fucking three months or something. Just didn't really take it seriously. Yeah, it was just yeah. like a, a, a genuine hobby, which I yeah. guess it still is now. But I do you know I kind of have established myself enough to yeah. have gigs kind of presented to me a bit more. Yeah, often. of course. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, know. like yeah, I got to do a lot at the at the old Rhino. Um, I met Will Anderson in the fucking green room yeah. one time after a big hour show that I went to see. Yeah. Um. So I loved that. That place is was was iconic. It's a really I'm, good feel about it. And yeah. A really good. Life. Did you ever get to go to the old Rhino room? I don't think so. I've yeah. been yeah. to like where it is now on Peary with the downstairs yeah. and the upstairs yeah. and all that shit. Uh, but was it in the same building? No, no. 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 So it was over on Frome Road. Like oh, where, wait. so closer to North Terrace. Yeah. Yeah, actually I did. Yeah, you did, did go, go there. there. Yeah. yeah, I went for a uh, hip hop gig. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, used yeah. to do those all the time. And yeah. transmission and stuff. Yeah. yeah. What a cool venue that was. That was hey? sick. So yeah, good. Yeah, you yeah. go up those stairs and then you've just got that little bar. Look, it's quite similar to the new one, but yeah. I don't know. It just it's had a good no, size. It had a better feel. Yeah, yeah, it had a good size to yeah. it from memory. I, yeah. liked the, um, I liked the whole, yeah, like you had the bar area where you could be like in there talking and yeah. away from the show. Whereas like, even if you sit at the back of the new Rhino, you can hear. You can yeah. hear the wi- most whispered conversation yeah. even at the back of that room and it, you can hear it. Whereas like the whispering actual- walls, bro. The, the, walls. 
the divide between the two uh, rooms at the old venue meant you could step out for a bit and have a chat and it didn't really matter. So mate's heckling you in the background, like leaning up against the wall in the shadows. Yeah, going, like, and you're like, oh, this guy this fucking, fucking sucks. sucks. I'm like, I heard that, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, so your second show, obviously you, you, you've come back to Rhino open mic again. <laughs> And you've absolutely shit the bed. Was it just because you obviously didn't have fucking 50% of the crowd on that second show? Do you uh, think? Like- actually, I brought, not 50% of the crowd, yeah. <laughs> I, brought, I still brought a few friends along and uh, I was like, oh, well, I was like, oh, I might as well wipe up some people. I thought I did okay, like the first one. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I opened, my opening joke was, um, I have no interest in a relationship because I get fucked daily by university assignments. Yeah, nice. So, and uh that went really well the first time, and then for some reason on the second gig, it, it just, just didn't, didn't get any laughs. Yeah. It was just man, that's isn't that crazy, it, man? Yeah, that, that blows my mind. That like one thing that you're hopping up and you're like, all right, that killed. I'm gonna carry that over, and then yeah. the next time around, not like a fucking cricket to like. Oh, dude, it happens with it me. Happens with cranker all the yeah. time, man. Like yeah, cranker right. is so good to me, and then I'll do a joke, and it just rips that room in half, and then I'll do it again, and it will get like, huh. and I'm like that kid, and that's why, as I said, you yeah. can't ever bank on. Yeah, the, like to be a killer off the one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the new joke I did, which obviously I won't yeah, talk because that I was want to save that. But yeah, I did yeah, a new yeah. joke. I closed with a brand new joke. Yeah. at a show I did at Mobbery Jets because I was so confident in it, yeah. and it went so well. I got like a fucking applause break from the, like the punchline in the middle of it. But again, I don't know. I could do that again at a not soccer club, and yeah. people just be like, "That's fucking shit." So yeah. uh, even though I'm now like hype on it because of how big that reaction was, it could be garbage. Isn't it, isn't it just- strange how like the audience that you're playing to almost like don't, it won't obviously dictate what you say, but it can dictate kind of like where you lead your jokes to. Yeah, yeah that's definitely. that's nuts. Yeah. Like coming from my world, like when I performed music, it didn't matter. It was like, it doesn't matter how many people were in the crowd. Obviously, the more the better, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, you were out there, you were performing your set, your music. It, it, it was that way. No matter what reaction you got back, you were still going to perform it. Whereas with comedy, it's kind of like you say something that you think's funny and then went where we were last time and then gets crickets. You're going to be like, fuck. You're going to be second guessing yourself and you have to adapt. And it's that silence, I think, that would kill me, man. Well, that's the, a good example yeah. of it where you'd notice it is when we did Next Gen two years ago. Yeah, that happened. And we just had yeah. fucking fossils. Where's yeah. Next Gen? Like, that was so tough. We, that we was got really tough. for uh, like the through Rhino Room. They do like a uh, Adelaide's Next Generation oh, okay. comics, like the up and comers. Right, right. Um, and that was kind of when I had my breakout year because yeah. I, I think I went from like 20. So that was a, so like 2018. I reckon I did maybe three gigs the whole year. And then 2019, I did like fucking 50. Yeah. Because okay. that was around the time where I really started like actually using the formula properly. Yeah. And then, you know, so then people would see me and be like, that was really fucking good. And then keep booking me for other shows. And there was yeah. like 2018, there was, it was a kind of a good time. There was a few different rooms that were running and whatever else. Yeah, like, I think yeah. that was the start of giggles and, even like Kim Lee was running the yeah, HQ, the one, yeah, and um, yeah. you know, there was so there was a few Chris different Myers places. Is running shows. Well, I didn't, I, I've never done one for Chris Myers, that's my claim to fame. Yeah, um, uh, sorry, Chris, if you're if you're listening to this, mate, but uh, never done one. He's so. run a few interesting gigs, he tried to get one out of Hungry Jacks in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, he's, right. yeah, he's done okay. some things and some stuff. Yeah. Is he like a promoter or a comedian? Uh, no, he's a promoter, he's a promoter. Um, right? Right, yeah, right. but uh, okay. he's, anyway. he's ruffled a few feathers lately. Oh, yeah, he's, he's out people, there fucking ruffling. Yeah, probably yeah. I, should, I probably shouldn't have brought him up. Nah, fuck it. Is, he, is, he, is he like certified rustling jimmies or is he not? No, nah, like, nah, just I think you know, bit off more than he could chew, right? Didn't pay a few people, bit of a fire festival situation, yeah, yeah, like the worst, like the most like low level Adelaide. 
Adelaide Fire Festival yeah. situation of all time. <laughs> but I'm going to try to fill out the, uh, the uh, But but the yeah, there was the a lot of gen. gigs going on whilst I ran that time though when we were doing next gen. And yeah, stuff. so yeah, in, yeah. The, in the lead up to so we did next gen in 2020, but it was a 6:45 slot or something yeah, like a, that. It wasn't a great time. So it was just the only people that are out, the only people that are ready to be able to see comedy at 6:45 because they want to be in bed by yeah, eight. Yeah, fossils, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. So like the uh, the demographic of the audience yeah and it was like you I know guess, me yeah. and rudes like just obviously and not oh, so the kind yeah, of people and rudes, for like, fucking, rudes went up there they would have been like what the fuck is this yeah. guy saying and you could tell <laughs> yeah. that, that was how they were feeling too yeah. so they, they still some of them went all right like yeah of course, but so. it was just it's, it's a hard slog trying to get people like yeah. again you, you know it's the sun's not even starting to go down at fucking 645 yeah, so, you know, it's, yeah. Just a, it's a different audience and in so. saying that too like i did we did our show like this year and last year, Boats and Bogans, which was in the squeak, and that was at about six. But for some reason, I don't know, maybe it was at a different venue or something. We tended to get like better crowds. I don't know. Yeah, like okay. it can vary. I think yeah, well, at yeah, the end yeah, of the day, Garden yeah. is just a whole different. Like, yeah. yeah. In, when you're in Gluttony, feel, yeah, it's yeah, just different. Yeah. You get people in there like earlier, you know, whatever. So I think it was because ours was a venue outside of the Garden yeah. where like people are like, and like because it was as a part of Rhino. So people, you know what I mean? I think it was more tailored to that like old couple going and having dinner somewhere. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And then going and bringing the their like, yeah. um, you know, life support with them or something. Yeah, like yeah, right. <laughs> so, people that are like, I don't go to the So garden. has anyone ever had the balls to do a 6.45am show? I don't think no. anyone's done a fucking... Fucking wake oh, up actually, wake up to Mark comedy Ryan boys. did one. Did he really? Not at 6.45, but he did one at about 7.30 in Fucking the morning. morning seven, in Roxby. Yeah, in, in the mines. Oh, yeah. okay. That would so make sense. every time they yeah, come yeah, off yeah. shift, he was yeah. doing a show. Yeah. So yeah. there's like a 12, like the 12 hour, 12 hour. So yeah. it's like six o'clock and six o'clock or something like That's that. Killer. Or seven and seven. So That's killer. he did the 7 a.m. show because they are all like getting on the piss when they knock yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he did the 7 p.m. show because they're getting on the piss when they knock Fuck, off. That's so, cool, man. That's cool. Um, yeah. That's, I don't know if that's when he was doing his- 30 gigs and 30 days. It was, yeah. Um, so you, are you still doing anything with Radio Adelaide now? No, I haven't been there since like 2000. Cause I just got caught up working in the convenience store doing night duty. Yeah. Controller. Caught yeah. up, inconveniently yeah. caught up yeah. in the convenience yeah. store. It was like live, working in as a prison pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Oh, like, I had to call the police all the time. What? Um, Which one's this? One next to that one right next to oh, casino. Oh, yeah. And I did okay. 12 to 7, four nights in a row. So, so bad for your physical and mental health. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I'm glad I'm out you of that. You were there for how long? three and a half years. Yeah. That's I can't way believe too long. I fucking did it way too long. Yeah. And I just how much happier are you now? Like, oh, even though it's Telstra. We, we so were probably in there fucking giving him grief yeah, for one point. Yeah. Probably. You definitely sold me a packet of darts. Yeah. Yeah. Some chewing gum. That's for sure. Yeah. On my way to HQ. Yeah. Get off the train. Go to that servo, buy walk darts down. and chewies, and then walk down to yep. HQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, night duty is not good for anyone's mental nah, health, but it's all, just it knocks you right. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't have the, you know, you know what it was. I just didn't have the confidence to just say, you know, enough's enough with that kind of work. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I really like my boss. I actually had a good boss there, I had good work people that I worked for. Yeah. Um, that's basically the main reason I stayed. Of but course, I didn't yeah. have the balls to be like hey can we just change things up a bit maybe i could do some day shifts yeah anyway now i'm at full time at telstra so how long have you been at telstra for now then about, this is obviously yeah like 10 months yeah so it's yeah, obviously way better for you oh, man so much better yeah. it's like like tomorrow i'm starting at 9 40. yeah <laughs> and then uh you yeah. know and then I've, i finish a bit later but i don't mind that anyway Even yeah if, or i start earlier then i finish earlier i mean I, the day shifts work for me i sleep 
really well. So is that like business center on uh, yeah Perry Street? Perry Street, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And how far away? Like, do you walk there? I get the scooter there. Yeah, those those little beam. Oh, oh like fuck yeah, dude. How, how long does it take you? Oh, like five ten minutes. Does yeah. a quick handlebar spin and rolls into fucking yeah. yeah. Rolls into <laughs> so like, like four bucks in. So that's sick. That's and, so good. Yeah. Man. So it's really it's really beneficial for me to live in the city. Like comedy yeah. is there. Um, works there obviously. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of my mates around the city. Like. I've, just base my life around the comedy. You obviously so. don't mind the people, the traffic, the noise, the. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah I could okay. probably see myself even moving to somewhere like Melbourne eventually. Yeah, no for sure. Like maybe comedy or something. Yeah, or, you really yeah, enjoyed right. doing comedy over there. I did. I won a competition there. Yeah, I know. Last that's year, so cool. at the right, and the guys asked me to come back. He asked me to come back for the Melbourne Comedy Festival this year. Killer. To open for like Limo, wow. and like Dilruk, but I didn't yeah, do right. it. <laughs> Why didn't you? I don't know. I didn't have enough. I didn't have enough money. And Fringe had just finished. And yeah, what, they yeah. weren't gonna get. They weren't gonna shout your plane tickets. To oh, they, they. Oh, they were actually. They were gonna. They were gonna um cover some some of the cost. But I just. I. Yeah. I. He said next year. So. But, yeah. Fair enough. But lo- the enough. funny thing is, I won this competition for the first time ever. They'd done this competition. Like it was the first time that it was called at Rubber Chicken, and the downstairs part of it is is kind of like like Rhino at the moment, like the bar, but it's kind of a little bit worse than the fact that the bar and everyone you can hear you talking over you. Like it was yeah. just like a lot of places in Melbourne are like that. Right. Yeah. Like for just, not a lot, but like a, like a, a fair bit. <laughs> and, so, um, so it's like you're doing a set and then old mate's telling yeah. his other friend about something else. Yeah, how good the palm is or something. Fuck, you know? that would be so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, so and like, yeah, like, it almost, like a little bit of that at the Parra Hills gig I did. Yeah. Where like, you know, there was that group from Australia Post. Yeah. And they were just didn't give a fuck that there was a show on because they yeah. were out for like Flat their out, Christmas fucking, in July, whatever yeah, the fuck it was. Yeah. And so, so then yeah we just had to rip into them even for the audience it's frustrating left. though yeah it's just yeah. rude yeah like um i think some venues definitely know how to control it like yeah. you know like they'll get a good well, it's hot. hard though when you're when yeah, you, like, if you've got a front bar like in these kind of shows well that's their front bar as far yeah. as they're concerned they're making so, money but like i'm no i'm not yeah. even saying the venue like oh, for okay. some patrons yeah. Well, they haven't yeah. come to be quiet. They've yeah. come to the front bar you're just putting on this show yeah. and it's a free show yeah. so they've paid no money so they got nothing to lose. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if they talk over yeah, the show. So yeah, I kind of yeah. like I don't I don't hate them for that. Yeah. Um. And again, like I'm the kind of person who will just make, just lean into it. Do you know what oh, I mean? Of course, like make yeah. that part of the Might fucking well. set. But for Might some well. sometimes it's it's really fucking frazzling. Well, it's a dedicated that show. bloody the Gaslight Tavern gig I did, which is my worst show ever. The Gaslight Tavern. Yeah, the one. Remember where we went there and it was like Mickey D hosting me, Mark Ryan, Rudes. Um. And they had the bands on afterwards. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh and yeah! Was, that was a that tiny was room too. My worst gig I've ever yeah, done. That was oh, really? just, yeah, it was just like stage is tiny. People. Talking. The thing was, it was because it was a it was a hybrid. Um, it wasn't Mickey D hosting actually. That was the problem. It was one of the band guys hosting. Oh, it was Chris right. Franklin. So Chris Franklin was friends with a band. Yeah. So they put on this like half band half comics thing. And it just didn't work. Like, because you talking like, about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah, of yeah. the band people didn't give a fuck about the comedy. Yeah. So they were just talking the whole time and with no fucks given. Hey. And so you just couldn't even get a punchline across because you're trying to drown out 10 different people talking. But it was also even a the, stiff crowd too. I remember it being yeah. stiff. Like even people the owner fucking... of the fucking bar is like having full conversations with the patrons as he's giving them drinks yeah. while we're up there trying to do it. It just didn't work. Uh, so. did, I Actually, I'll tell you this story quickly. I did this gig in Melbourne. Um, it's called, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever been, have you done the Melbourne gigs? No, I haven't. This I want to. place called Bar 58 or Bar 50. Have you ever heard of this one? No. And uh, I went to, I did the wild. This is actually when I, on my, on my second year of comedy when I was sort of just starting out 
and I went and I was like, oh, we'll go. We'll just go. Um, Lewis, do you know like Lewis Down stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Lewis was like, yeah, you could go to this place and a few other guys like, yeah, you could go there, but it's not really, it's not that great. Then I was like, I was like in Melbourne. I was like, yeah, well, why not? Let's just go. Let's go and do it. Let's just see what it's about. And uh, it was, <laughs> it was deplorable. It was so bad. Fuck. The comedian, but like not only the, the bar stuff, but the actual, like the comedy was just, it was like, it was actually sad because it was a Fuck. lot of homeless people getting up yeah, and being okay. like, you know, talking about uh, them taking up drugs and trying to make jokes out of it. And then it was just terrible. And, and it ended up getting, we had like our friend Courtney who had cerebral palsy. She was in a wheelchair. Yeah. And um, at the end of the night, this guy got on and was like, apparently he just came out of parole or something. Fuck. He was on parole. Yeah. And then he was like, he was like, I'm going to, let's start a bar fight to this person at the front of the bar. And we were like, we were my friend Mark. So let's get the fuck out of here. Shit. It was crazy. Yeah, it was absolutely insane. I like, I've never felt that unsafe. In yeah, a wow. In my, like, ever. It was yeah, crazy. Right. So we're just going from this full desaturated, like, low-key, sad mood <laughs> to just to full, like, fire in the eyes, like, let's throw down fucking Irish style. Yeah. Like, that's crazy, it was nuts. dude. It was, it was... Is that the only place in Melbourne that you've been to It was like that, though? Um... No, they're all, they're uh, nah. all like that. They're all oh, like that. Nah. Yeah, you're all like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, um, yeah, that's probably, that's definitely the worst. Yeah, yeah. okay. There was a few other places I went to that were like a little bit sort of maybe shady. Yeah, okay. Maybe a few drugs are happening there. I don't know. But yeah. I mean, that happens at most bars anyway. So yeah. Like, oh, like I didn't really, like, I oh, know that was definitely the most unsafe I felt. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's been, yeah. I don't think in Adelaide... I've never, I've never felt like that before. No. Yeah, I've, yeah. I personally have never been to a comedy show that I've felt unsafe at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure the only one that people would talk about feeling unsafe at is fucking Alex Williamson. Oh, oh, I was just about to yeah, say, yeah. I know, yeah. yeah. I was there. Fucking glass. Nah, I was there the night after it, I reckon. He was on, <laughs> and then I did... That must have been the Thursday night or something, and I was on on the Friday was night that on at a Rhino. Was it... No, it was just fringe? him doing a tour, I reckon. Yeah. That was nuts. Um, Did you see the? Footage? I saw the video of it, man. Yeah. yeah, he's um he's one of those people that I've always loved. Alex Williamson, like his videos have been yeah. hilarious yeah, yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. But then I went and saw him at the Arkabar one time. Yeah, and I was just like, he is fizzled out, man. Yeah, he's just he fried was himself, he was fried, dude. bro. Yeah, but like, I was like, fuck, that's sad because like he's hilarious. Yeah, this one maybe it was just an off night. Maybe it was, but like yeah. I was I like, fuck. To be just... honest, I actually haven't seen any of his. Real stand up. I just yeah. watched his videos. All his videos, yeah. yeah. He so, his like, videos are funny as He though, yeah. even did like this shit, like right back in the thing where he did like Dream Team videos. And I'm like a massive, like, and he like, used to get footy players oh, and yeah. just do cooked videos with the footy players. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that's what got me into him, dude. Yeah. Some of them were like so hilarious. There's like one where he's got like Kurt Tippett, the old like Crows player. Yeah. And he's like, sends him out past the 50. Yeah. And he turns to the camera and he's like, I tell you what, if he slots this, I'll root that fat Rachel Bird from the pub. <laughs> yeah. Right? And he like, Dobbs it and you just see him go, She's so fat. <laughs> that's the end of the video. Like, she's yeah. so good. The man. loosest Aussie bloke is what got me into his yeah, comedy. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where, where he's like at the end there with the very first video, like there's that kid laying on the floor with all the blood, and he's like, Fuck, that's actually pretty loose, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Bro, I fucking love great, it. was great, man. He yeah. even did um, uh, the other thing that like was iconic that he did at the beginning was. Um, like you know how that Ben Cousins DVD came out? Yeah. Oh yeah. And he did yeah. the outtakes and yeah. like got, oh, right. yeah, that would be got even yeah. like lookalikes of other West Coast players and like did this full like yeah like it was the outtakes of those videos. Yeah. And he just fucking did it so well, but I it's think, unfortunate. I, man, I think he's number so one, talented and funny, but yeah, he used to come into my convenience store. Did he? Yeah, a few times because he yeah. knew some of the like 
kids. I don't know if you knew the kids, but yeah. the people that we went to Fat Controller used to come in a couple of times. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I've met yeah. him a couple of times, actually. I actually yeah, had a I've photo with him. Once, yeah. yeah. I've met, I've met you know where too. I met him of all places? Where? Parkway Drive Shop. Oh, kill him. No, really, He's a big yeah, metalhead. So, oh, yeah, true. I met him in that. Where's he, he was from in Adelaide, do you know? He's from, he's from down well. south, like yeah. towards Victoria somewhere. I don't know exactly right, where, yeah. but down south somewhere. Yeah. Man, his video where he talks about the Cow Downey Community Fair, he's like, welcome oh, to the yeah. Cow Downey Community Fair. I fucking that love that so video. So good, man. So good. <laughs> when he gets a free funeral and the Game, Game Boy, Boy Color. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get serious for a second here, Henrita. You, uh, obviously, when I met you, um, which, yeah, would have gone at least three or four years ago now, you were a fucking mess of a human. You yeah. were absolutely fucking blind every time I saw you. Always good to me. You never, but you were fucking, you, nothing short of absolutely pissed. Yeah. And I know that that um, ended up uh, leading you to take a, a year off alcohol, but um, we won't get to, I guess, talk us through first of all like that. Was that when you were just studying and when you were going out to comedy, you were just writing yourself off all the time? Like, I guess talk us through that chapter and then we'll get into obviously you then, you know, kind of having a bit of that intervention of Adelaide of, from yeah. Adelaide comedy and then taking a year off off the piss. Yeah. Um, I guess I knew I had a problem f- ever since I was like, uh, you know, I reckon even before I was like started, like probably like around 15, 16, when I started out drinking, you know, like I yep. just knew like, alcohol just sort of soothed me and then um i just got and it got it got worse and worse like i um i started out like obviously just on weekends and i never ended up being a, i was never a morning drinker or a uh like even an everyday drinker or anything but it was just like on the weekends i would just go full throttle like yeah. you know like i rec- i got kicked out of i had a six month ban from the rosemont um uh, kicked out of like most places in the in the CBD. Um, I even oh, just I was even thinking on the way here. Or actually, just and I was talking to my friend. I don't know how I genuinely got out of like 2012 alive. Really, to be honest. Yeah, interesting. Well, I, I just like my my mental health was so bad. Um, your physical health too, drinking that much alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my physical health, yeah. yeah. And I wasn't playing footy. I wasn't training hard. I'd lost all my interest in footy um, and obviously training and stuff. Like I didn't go running or anything like that like I'd been doing a lot lately. Um, but I was really passionate about my footy. I just lost my interest in footy completely. I uh, And I just I became addicted to it, Yeah, like, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. I was As completely you do, addicted yeah. to it. Like I... Um, I guess I, and I, and I often had trouble, like I fell out with a lot of mates um, and that led me being severely depressed and like really anxious and everything like that. And I'm, um, I still take medication to this day, like, and I have for years, um, but I also know how unwell I was on my 21st birthday. I woke up in a full-blown panic attack after having a big night drinking. And I saw a whole bunch of people I didn't want to see. And I was really unwell. I was, I was, you know, pretty well suicidal, to be honest. Full I was on. very suicidal. Full um, and I was So what, what, year, what year is that? Your 21st that 2014. birthday? 2014. 2014, yeah. Right. So you're, so let, let, I guess let's just rewind it. 
quickly. You said 2012, you were lucky to make it out of that year alive. So that's two years before this moment. Yeah. What is, if you were to look back at that now, what is the catalyst for, like, what was the reason that 2012 was so bad? Is there anything that you can pinpoint as why yeah, you I, were? I, yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. No, yeah, no, I was, I was just going to say, yeah. yeah. What, what was it that kind of, that now that you look back and can go, you know, if I'm trying to understand the history and what led me to that point, what, what made 2012 so bad? Oh, mate, I don't even, I'll get emotional talking about it, but I just- Yeah, sorry. No, 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 don't, don't be, don't be. I, that's why I, I said I'd come on and talk about it. So I um, I just fell out with a whole bunch of mates um, from school. I did a whole bunch of dumb stuff. Um, I blamed so much of my problems on other people, you know, like my, I really said, you know, it's your fault. I didn't really say it's your fault. I'm not happy or anything. I just- I yeah I was just a mess and I like um and like and I I I, I like I even I even um didn't even was barely holding a job down like and you know looking back on it now I'd be shitting myself to say that I didn't have a problem with alcohol back then like yeah my like it just it was just like constant seeing my psych each week and she would be like, you know, and I found it really hard. I, I think for me, a big thing, like I'm such an emotional person. Like I'm so sensitive to things like, and even like with stuff at work, if someone says something bad, like today, I just hung up on them. But like, yeah, uh, like if I have a relationship that ends, it takes me a long time for me to let that love go. Of course. Like yeah. I'm really, you know, like, and that's like, like I've lost so many friends and I, my, my, you know, trying to let that love go and stuff has been really a really hard thing for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I think I fell out with a really close friend of mine that year, just around that year, and my yeah, my mental state was really unwell. Yeah, yeah. I can resonate with that so much. I don't even know if I've really talked about this too much yeah. on the pod, but like when my my worst chapter of my life in terms of the abuse that I was doing to myself with with alcohol and and drugs was was after a breakup as well. Like yeah. it was something where the relationship that I was in was really traumatic in itself, like just because of everything that that person had been through. And I was kind of like then living through her, living through her traumas. Um, And then when that ended abruptly, like she just ended up, you know, getting back with her ex while she was living with me. And it just, like I was someone who had gone through a lot with like bullying and stuff like that through high school, primary school and high school. But then by the time we got in this relationship, I was the kind of person that you see now, you know, just full of confidence, fucking completely in charge of his life kind of person. And then by the end of that relationship, well, when it all went to shit, it just shattered every bit of confidence and every, you know, like idea of myself that I'd had up until that point was just gone. And I really lost complete sight of myself. And same thing, man. Like I was just annihilating myself every weekend and it took me nearly three years um, from you know 2011 to 2014, 2015, around the time we met, and just to kind of build myself back up again. So yeah, it takes crazy. so much time, and I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that either. Like people, no. people put this sort of yeah, and like, and I just remember like I would cry so much, like every day, like just be in tears of just wanting to fix something that couldn't be fixed, and yep. wanting to be around people that didn't want to be around me. Um, and it, yeah, like 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 you said, like it's just that like it does take a lot of time for stuff to heal. Like I've really mm. I've really learned that. Like after and you know, I know I've made like um, mistakes and stuff as well. Like 
um, I stuffed up a lot and, but yeah, it's just, it, it, I don't think there's a problem with, you know, accepting that you, you're unwell and give yourself time to recover because yeah, like any, any, any sort of uh, struggle we have in life, I think, even if it's not a full blown mental illness, it's just, you know, I think to everything takes time to develop. And, yeah, you know, definitely. Man. Ahead, yeah. So what was the thing that really made you go, all right, now I understand I've got a problem. Yeah. I need to make change. What was that catalyst? Well, cause uh, like just to, just to jump in there quickly, obviously you said 2012, you nearly didn't make it out alive. You've said your 21st birthday, which was another two years later, is only 2014. Now, your one year from alcohol, like free from alcohol, was only a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. So yeah. you've got a, there's a big chunk of time there where you're obviously still kind of like lost in oh, that, mate. that thing. So <laughs> yeah. you're saying from, I mean, how old are you now? 28. So you're 28. So you're saying 16. So there's nearly a decade of your life that's just been in that kind of um yeah. where where alcohol has just like m played a massive part in your kind of like self-destruction is that really yeah. what you would put it down to yeah i mean i would like um yeah i mean i would say alcohol is a big problem um i had other problems just with like um sort of I get, yeah, that the isolation and stuff was a big thing for me and like yeah. losing all my mates, really, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And that just kind of led into all of that shit. Yeah. And, it's and, like I, and I, and I, and I, and I, oh, sorry, I went, um, I went from like, I just, it just kept getting worse. Like, um, and I was, and I was on so many different medications. You know, I got prescribed Xanax and that stuff's so addictive. Like, I was yeah. given that because I was really unwell. Like, I was full on suicide. I went to a, I, to the GP. I wanted to be locked up in like Glenside or, or just some, some form of mental institution so I could be safe there, you know, mm. but they didn't put me there. They just gave me Xanax and I woke up the next morning feeling fine. Yeah. Okay. Cause I had Zoloft. They gave me Zoloft before that. And yeah, um, it's just, a, it, it, and like mental health, just people don't understand how, how hard it is to live with it until you've actually suffered from it yourself. We hear Absolutely. that a lot. We hear that a lot, but it's, it's true, you know? Oh, like, fucking oath. You know, like we don't really, you know, um, until you've actually been there yourself, you really can't resonate with someone. And I really, I now I've been trying to do other things. Like I, like I come on, like I'll speak openly about it on radio or like a podcast like this, or even on, even on my Facebook statuses and stuff, I'll make sure I check up on my mates, make yeah. sure they're doing okay. Um, I'm really uh, active in that. Like, and I didn't, and that's the other thing that I think from like after 2014 up until, even up until like 2018 or, you know, a bit after that, now I've actually been able to provide service to others. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I didn't have that before, you know, like yeah. it was all about me, all my emotions drained me, my uh, mental health, you know, everything was all about me because that's what happens when you have depression. You just all you think, think about is yourself. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, I still have my bad days. Like of I still, I still. But that what you just said though, right? Yeah. And it's such an important thing because if you're looking for ways to kind of validate yourself in those bad moments, when you can look at the good that you've done over the last few years, when you've yeah. been more aware and more perceptive and more understanding of yourself and your own journey, then you get to use that to you, for yourself and go. Well, hold on a second you know, look at what you've been able to achieve despite this struggle, you know, look at your year off, look at your running, look at the friends you've made through Comedy, these various yeah. different things. That's all 
way better than where you were at this time at these other points that yeah, you exactly. mentioned. Yeah. So it's you've now got that concrete foundation of like, who am I today, Henry? Um, is easier for you to measure and and find things to cling to to go. Hey, well, I'm clearly on a better path than what I was on before. Yeah. Um. In those times where you said, you know, I'm so isolated, I'm blaming myself, but I'm also blaming everyone else, and and all of those kinds yeah. of things. So, I guess let's talk about the the lead up to the year off because I I was incredibly proud of you for for taking that yeah. year off, and I know, as I said, that was kind of what led into now you really making sure that you prioritize the running. You'll constantly just take break, even though you do have beers and that sometimes. Yeah, I do. You're a lot more in control of it. Oh yeah. I think. Yeah, um, definitely. And you will still just consciously take breaks all the time. Yeah. Um, so what led to that year off? Yeah. Um, I actually, like, do you know what happened? I, I sort of was like, it's obviously not working for me. <laughs> you know, it took me 10 years to work that out, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, better late than fucking yeah, ever. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. It, man. yeah, and I, uh, I guess I just had, I, I actually sort of worked out like, oh, look, I get to a month. I got to a month. I was like, oh, this is, I actually don't feel too bad now. Like I still have my down days. And I was like, oh, well, why don't I try for two months? And then two months became three months, three months became four months. And then I got to six months. And I think my goal was to get to like six months. And then I was like, well, you know, if I can go through and get up to maybe a year. And then I got to a year. And the first thing I did after was go to a pub. So, you know, I mean, it yeah, okay. it's crazy. Like you're, and you, yeah, people like, and then I started going to meetings a bit more, like I, Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, yeah, I. So you did that after the year off? I did. And I was told by a few people in the comedy scene, not a few, but a, a few friends and stuff saying, this is probably like a good place for you to go because they can really help you there. Like that they understand alcoholism and how alcohol works and yeah. things like that. And I, uh, yeah, I didn't listen to them. I just thought I'll just white, they call it white knuckling in sobriety. So yeah. if you, um, you know, you white knuckle it without any support. So that's basically what I did a whole year. And then I went into AA like a year or two after and I started getting like a bit more sponsorship. Um, and then I had one thing like, yeah, it's just it's crazy. Like I, I like I definitely now like I don't write myself off anywhere near to the extent I was doing. Like I yeah, and I and I can I can like I can like even the other night we went to the comedy and I had one beer. Like you know? sounds to me like you've just gained that control over yourself. So not only is it like alcohol or you know diaries or whatever it may be, yeah, yeah. more than anything you've from doing these AA meetings and from taking that year and from learning these mistakes, you've just gotten that control over yourself, which was what you needed that whole time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I think um if I see someone that's struggling now and stuff, I just let them know like it does it does get better, you know, like yeah. you can always people, you know, it just, yeah, it's so, it's so isolating when you're feeling like, I don't know if you've ever had a, like a full on panic attack before, but they isolate you. Like they make you feel like you're going crazy and they do make you feel like you've completely lost your mind basically. And then you're in this, you, you cause, 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 cause the flight or fight response kicks in mm. and um, then, and your brain is just, so wide and just it goes nuts but and you just feel like there's no other 
form of way out of this other than suicide and it's just it's crazy mm. it's like absolutely insane and is that what was happening after big nights all the time so you oh, were having yeah. a big night yeah. and then waking up and then feeling that feeling like yeah you know, all like, the time so in like AA they talk about like guilt shame and remorse to the things that happen after you drink um, if you're an alcoholic and also the other one they talk about is um, they say an alcoholic will end up either if they don't go to AA they'll end up in jail or a mental institution or they end up or end up with death so yeah it's pretty like they are really like the other thing about i yeah um i think it's good to you know go to those meetings and stuff but like for me personally i need to have a balance in my life like some it's all people about balance, are, man. definitely do you know what i mean like some definitely. people sort of full throttle into it and they don't have they, they get a sponsor they do the steps but then that becomes their life they yeah. don't you know, I'm not saying that's a bad way to live or anything, but just for me personally, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things that you're doing that a lot of people can't do, though, is then ex- actually exuding control. Like yeah. a lot of people will go, I'm a all or nothing. And, you know, it's part of my issue. It's why I now force myself to have, I'm currently in a, n- a month off alcohol right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, like, again, I won't drink during the week. Uh, but if I've got a reason to drink on the weekend, I fucking drink hard every time. And, yeah. like, I don't, I'm not as bad at getting blackout but there was a period in my life where i was literally like getting home pissing in the corner of the room pissing all over the fucking clothes pissing the bed like just be and just coming home in like like unconscious basically yeah, to the point yeah, that, like, like that no too, one could yeah. communicate with me yeah. and like it used to scare my wife and whatever and i just didn't like that version of myself but once again you've also gained that control because it was a bloody large nuts weekend lot two weekends ago yeah and now you've come going like fuck i needed to blow that steam out but now i need to fucking just yeah, have a, chill have a break a little bit and, yeah you know i messaged our, our mate rookie and i said hey want to do 30 days off with me as well and then yeah we'll, and like yeah. he's like yeah fuck yeah good reason all that to do stuff it. helps yeah and just like yeah. being so much more conscious and even just like you know before i used to never drive into gigs in the city because I just always thought, no, nah, I need to have beers. I'm doing a show. Mm, yeah. Whereas like, I drive to nearly every show now because I'm just like, why do I like catch a fucking public transport and like do all of this fuck around just so that I can like have three or four beers? Because yeah. I never really, like you've never seen me written off at a show. No, like I, I never, never, but I just had to have like more than the legal amount so I couldn't drive. Like I couldn't help myself yeah. to have four, five, six, which doesn't write me off anyway. But I was like, I don't need to have fucking six beers. Like I, don't, I can no. just drive in, even have one and then just drive home and I'm home way quicker, get a way better night's sleep. Like all of those kinds of things where I just like, I've built up such a culture around drinking in my life with yeah. my friends and whatever so else as well that I needed to like have the reality check of like, hey, you don't need to fucking have this as such a massive part of your life. And now, you know, when I do have a big night, I'll like drink water throughout the whole time because I'm like trying to, and I'll like be conscious of like slowing myself down. Yeah, yeah. Because like, you know, we we love fucking beer pong and my mm. other mates love like drinking games or whatever. And it's just like, we, we had this, this mentality of like just writing yourself off yeah, all the time. Yeah. It was always about getting yourself annihilated. It was never about having a few drinks and having a laugh and whatever. Yeah. It was always like, no, let's get ourselves fucking destroyed. And it was just like, I really had to break free from those shackles yeah. because it was going to be, again, a really fucking dark path for me if I didn't, um, if I didn't realize what was happening. Um, yeah. And, you know, there were some times where again, like, 
the state that I rocked up home in, I'm lucky to fucking get home. There were many times back in the day when I used to go out to town that I don't remember how I got home. Oh, mate. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's just yeah. like, that's so fucking dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, I was like, even like thinking about it. I was like thinking about it the other day. Like, that, like I said, that 2012 year, I would go out to ECs like every weekend. I just have like no, like that whole year is just one sort of big blur to me, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just sort of, I don't, like I said, I don't know how I got out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. yeah. And you, you know, my parents would not know at all either. Yeah. Like, of they don't know I had a problem or anything. Yeah. Um, That's I wouldn't the same even want you them know. to listen to this. <laughs> What's that? I said, I wouldn't even want them to listen to this, you know? It's yeah. just too heavy. And, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, nothing on you guys. Well, if you, yeah, if, but, you're, if you're tuning in, uh, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Henry. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry. He's, yeah. a good, hey, he's a good lad. He's, well. he's doing well. He's a fucking yeah. beautiful man. Well, how about now is a perfect time to shift gears? Let's yeah, get should we hit him up with some guests? We should hit him up with because some there's gestures. infinite wisdom I, I feel coming from that side of the table, and I feel like we need to inquisit. Yes, I think we do. So, without further ado, question number one, Mr. Wilson, what is your favorite song of all time? Oh my god, <laughs> <I love> that. <laughs> that reaction never gets old. Yeah, I know. Every person's like, like oh, fuck. Uh, what do I do? I like a lot of music, but I probably like ACDC, Thunderstruck. Yeah, okay. We haven't had an ACDC, have we? We definitely haven't. So had we, an we say to everybody, we, if you can't give a, a definitive top one, you can do a definitive top three. Is there yeah. a couple of others that come to oh, mind? Obviously, like Lose Yourself. Yeah. That's a good song, yeah. Um, we, we surprisingly haven't had much Eminem either, no, have we? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I like a lot of. I even like the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. Like what, a, what a combo those three are. Yeah. ACDC, the Beatles, <laughs> Beatles and Eminem. Eminem. Imagine that fucking trio. Imagine that fucking concert. Shit. Um, most of them are dead, but... Um, all right, that was good. That, that was, was good. good. That I was like good. that. That was very like different that. answers than what we're used to. Yeah. But all right. I, I, I like we, it all the same. Hit should we present him with number two? This one's actually probably pretty relevant because you're in the comedy scene. Yeah. What is your favorite comedic actor and or stand-up comedian? Of all time. Of all time. Uh, there has to be one, doesn't it? Has to be one this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or no, if you yeah, want to no, give no. us an actor and a comedian, no, we don't. No, we don't no. give that. We don't, we don't give that. that. We okay. only give one. So I, I'd have to say, um, yeah, Jim Carrey. Just Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. He yeah. just inspires yeah. me. Like, like I, I know a lot of people find him annoying and stuff, and he is a bit annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just his his emotion. He's just yeah. the way he displays emotion is on such another level, man. Yeah. Oh, like Ace Ventura. Yeah. And like, uh, obviously, I mean, even if you watch his stand up, it's just ridiculous. Like the Clint Eastwood impression he does. Yeah. yeah. He just he um, just carved out something all of his own. It's like slapstick no almost. Has, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like no yeah. one has it. No one will ever do it like that mm. because they're always just going to seem like they're doing a Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like Rowan Atkinson as well. Like. Mr. Bean? Yeah, he's great. Yeah. 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 Like I love I love all the English comedy. Yeah. I yeah, love like, like English Lock- comedy. Oh, dude. I love English comedy. Yeah, right. Like Sean Locke and stuff. Oh, yeah, the one who passed away. Yeah. Yeah, he is Steve hilarious, Locke, yeah. man. That uh 9 out of 10 cats or whatever the hell yeah, it is. That show yeah. is so funny. And the political correctness stand up. Yes. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. He's very man. very good, isn't he? Very amazing. Yeah. And like I like obviously I love Australian stand up too, like yeah. Steve Hughes. Yeah. 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 He's great. Carl he's Barron. Very, very yeah, Carl one. Barron, yeah. He's, he's Carl Barron, like I, Carl Barron for me, generally, like genuinely 
one of the first memories I have as as a kid. Yeah. Of like l- like crying laughing. Yeah, he's go. And I remember. I even remember the joke so much. It's like in it's in his second special, the yeah. one that like got me to the point of like hyperventilating. Yeah. And he's doing the Irish teacher thing, and he's like, um, and he's and he's doing the whole, are you diff barn? Like, are you like when he's trying to say, are you deaf? Like to to Carl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's the bit where he's like, uh, Carol Barn. Come here now. And then he goes, and because he doesn't swear that often. Yeah. And then he's like, Carol Boren. And then he's like, man, she better hurry up. And then he goes, <laughs> and who the fuck is she? It's an all boys school. And I, it just, <laughs> yeah, because he didn't yeah. swear much when he said, yeah. who the fuck is she? It's an all boys school. Yeah. I just fucking cried. It gave the impact, didn't it? Because he did. doesn't He say. doesn't swear. Yeah. Really. Nah, that's yeah. why it was Barely. just amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that thong thing he does. Oh, yeah. You know, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. He's that's, great. He's, he's so great, good. Man. Amazing. It's like word association. Like, yeah. Or like, you know, like he plays with words. He's like, is that someone points to the clock and goes, is that the time? He's like, nah, it's a hamburger, mate. Take a bite. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of observational that's, shit. That's one thing about in comedy in general that I absolutely adore is the fact that almost every comedian that is on that professional level has their own style, yeah. like their De- own way they present it. And yeah. like, yep. like Jim no- Jeffries is like shock value. Yeah. 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 And then you've got people like, um, Barker, uh, like Bo has- Burnham yeah. and yeah. stuff like that, who are just yeah. so different. Completely and- different. Yeah. It's incredible. It really is, man. And then your Arge Barker, who just like the way he tells stories and his, again, his energy is yep. like makes him. And then he just like, yeah, the way he incorporates like really clever shit into yeah. that energy. It's not just all energy with no substance. It's yeah. like a perfect like nuanced blend of both. Yeah. And then you got people um, like Russell Peters who are like crowd interaction on a whole yeah. nother level yeah. where you can make a full story about yeah, yeah. this one dude in the crowd and you're just losing your mind over it. Well, like- he like, I guess he was one of the first, like he was a comedian that really, do you know Russell Peters? Have you seen yeah, much of his stuff? Yeah, yeah. I reckon um he opened the... He hosted and Mickey D was on at that. Yeah, wow. In, in wow that have you cool. seen that video? No. Yeah, wow. I think it was Russell Peters. Yeah. Well, he, he like, when I, I was blown away, even in 2008, with him getting away with all the accents and everything yeah. that he does. Yeah. Like, and he really leans into it. Oh, and yeah. Because the crowd is just all those people and they've come there to see him. No one fucking cares. Yeah. So it's just like he just gets away with it. And, yeah. And I think um, it's also because he's not white as well. Which yeah. Because if he was white, yeah. it might these days it might be a bit harder. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know what because I mean? he's obviously, and he takes the piss out of himself yeah, as well. Exactly. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's amazing. All right. Question <laughs> number, number three. three, which I always forget. Look, there's a couple of different ones, in. but I think we'll go this way. Right. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh God! Um, stop drinking. Stop <laughs> drinking. <laughs> in, in caps lock, yeah, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. uh, best piece of advice. Um, sorry, I'm trying to think. Sorry, that's all right. Sorry, right. Take your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got all the time in the world. If you, uh. Uh, I don't know. Just like, um, oh, sorry. Take it's all right, bro. It's a hard hitting question. Yeah, it's I a don't hard-hitting... really know. Like, I've been given so much advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you know, can like... go with stop drinking if that was the best yeah, piece of advice. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Um, doesn't have to be that deep and profound. Well, or... jo- like, so is there any truth? I guess that's what I was trying to unpack before. Uh. You talked about Kim Lee and you said, no, is that just a, you just made that joke up or is that actually true that he was one oh, of the people? Oh, he did. That- he called me a, he called me a cunt. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that was one of the and that was and that, one of the things that made you go oh fuck like I don't want to be known as that I love this scene and yeah uh, yeah yeah and then we uh, then I made a joke about it yeah and yeah. it's a fucking good joke it's too good joke, yeah I love it. Like your like your yeah, stung by a swarm of bees. Yeah. yeah. I need I to write like more though. You do, you do <laughs> yeah. need to write. Maybe more. that's some advice I've got been told. I need to write more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Do it. Yeah. Just be more creative, be I guess. More creative. Yeah. 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 I just like I write things down, like me and Anno yeah, are I really good Anno. friends. Yeah. And uh he's no local comedian. Uh he is, is he back actually, now? no, he's not local. He's yeah, in no, Germany he's... at the moment. He's been over in Europe for ages. And he's doing some big gigs in London too. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Killer. Um, but he, we always write down stuff like, um, just like dumb jokes and stuff and like, and I've written it down, but I never, like I sometimes I've said, like, you know how you were saying before about you write new stuff and then you do it once and then it doesn't land that well. And you're like, I won't do that again, but that maybe you do it one other time, a few months down the track yeah. and then it does do well, but then you're still not really wanting it to keep it because it hasn't landed. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. No, the important that. thing to do is change it up. So like, yeah. try and find like go, uh, then try and th- rethink that bit with the same premise. Like I've yeah. done that to quite a few of my jokes, and I've ended up finding the way that it works better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's important to spend that time. And like, even still, like I've got heaps of gigs coming up now, and like yeah. I wrote that. I seen that one you're doing with Bowling. That 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm doing. Oh, sorry, three, go on. doing yeah. three of those. Three of those. Yeah. Was it on tour those. or something? Yeah, it's like a road show that, that uh, my boy Clay's put together. Oh, so, Clay's doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, so it's Clay. So we're doing Swan Reach, uh, Port Piri, and then Murray Bridge. Nice. Um, and then I've got my show that I put together uh, at my second year in a row at the Salisbury Shark Soccer Club, um, yeah. which I'm really excited for because we're doing a beer pong tournament after a com- like after the comedy. Oh, and nice. I'm like, that's just like, yeah. so far up my alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just, how good was the show last year, man? It was yeah, just amazing. That was a rips right? tournament. That was a good Such a, yeah. like, it's a big room. Yeah. And they just let me basically run it how I want yeah, to. So, and it was pretty good. Uh, on that, Jay? Uh, no, who's on it this year? I've got it's, Clay's um, on it. Clay. Uh, Zach Watson. Oh, I've no, like made him stay out of retirement to yeah. do a show because I his comedy is very like I love. He, I think yeah. he's fucking hilarious. He's like storytelling. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, little bit yeah, yeah, just more like self-deprecating. Yeah. Fucking yeah. just good. Yeah, and like I've known him for for quite some time because he used to be the the manager of a uh, of the Colonel Light Hotel. Oh. Um, back when black market was like our favorite thing in the world. So we go back a while and he's just, he's a great man, old Zach Watson. And then Sophie, uh, Savage Sophie. Oh, sick. Yeah, great. Um, So yeah, I only got to see her for the first time at the Power Hills show that we did. Yeah, and she was funny. And again, she's just got that kind of style. She's got the the confidence too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was amazing. Yeah, she's so, great. Yeah, with her a bit actually. Yeah, she's yeah. um, she's really cool. So yeah, that should be a bit of fun in in September. Um, but what the fuck was where was I going with this story? <laughs> I think I did. I interrupt you. I oh, were we still on the advice? Oh yeah, I think then we just started talking about the whole yeah Kim Lee thing. Well, I've got some advice. Shut the fuck up, so I can ask him question number four. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. Um. Oh wait. <laughs> What's a conspiracy theory that you believe in? Oh, uh um <laughs> uh, i mean i don't really believe in it but maybe interesting you don't believe in any not like really though there's this one that the moon is a hologram oh okay i like that one yeah, yeah that's that cool i don't know because cool. you know what i think's funny about that is that they try i was trying to think this is what i was trying to think of a joke with i heard that the other day about the moon's a hologram and then trying linking it with that it ended up in the hollywood basement yeah, yeah but I, okay. I, I don't know. There's something there. There's something in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah something in there. Oh, you could yeah. link that up. Yeah. I reckon, like, even I mean, I don't like really 
like really believe it. But like, I like the nine eleven one. Like, yeah, um, there's a lot of evidence. Yeah, what do you guys think on that? Oh, oh fuck, bro. We don't have enough time. Yeah. Fuck, enough. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've got a good few dedicated episodes because we're, we're really into conspiracy. Oh, okay. So we've got oh, a good yeah. few dedicated episodes about each of these things. Have we done a dedicated 911? 911, yeah. yeah. You, should, you should go back. Go back in the catalogue of our early Spotify ones and listen yeah. to our... There's just so called, much Any of our ones are called Conspiratorium yeah, where right. we've just done a full episode talking about like evidence nah. of what seems to be that I, these I reckon, things are i reckon that's the one i like that's the one i like that's the one i've i like i've i've actually like seen some documentaries about mm. but i don't that's the one like the well known to me but yeah, i don't yeah. necessarily but i don't really know if i really believe it but of yeah, course, yeah. yeah the other one um was uh i think there was wasn't there one proved about the cia Testing LSD or something. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what's um, the MK Ultra. MK yeah. Ultra. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a truth conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there amazing, was documents yeah. that got released of them. Like, so what they were doing, one of the operations, which was like had its own sub name under MK Ultra. It was like Night something or other. I can't remember. Oh, we, okay. We did, we did say it. Midnight. Yeah. Midnight climax. Yeah. 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 Fucking, yeah. He's, so he's got the memory. They were getting prostitutes to get people like blokes off the street. And then they were the prostitutes would bring the guys up to this hotel room, but the hotel room had a double mirror, and there oh, was like right. CIA agents behind the mirror. The girl would then put fucking LSD in the dude's drink and like, yeah, let's have a drink, oh, baby. The fuck? And then he would get like mega dosed with LSD, and then the CIA would just watch through the mirror. Did they get pinned? because they were trying to fight? No, because it was like it, it was got more released. Of an experiment, wasn't it? it came out like in the last twenty years, but it was happening yeah. in the seventies. Yeah, so it was like you know they could, no one can get pinned for it then. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was it was an op- they because they didn't know how like, they wanted to see what the actual extent of the power of LSD was, yeah, whether or yeah. not like I think they were looking to try and see if it would you know if you think about all of the, the old movies and shit all they wanted to do was like mind control right it was all about yeah. how can you make someone tell you secrets cracking open the consciousness essentially they yeah. thought that lsd may allow like with so much lsd that they may be able to just get people to just confess things or whatever oh, it was right. so like i think it was along yeah. it was yeah, along yeah. that thing of like we want to see how yeah. far we can push the human yeah. mind and also just programming people in general yeah. so yeah. like you know fragmenting their consciousness so much to a point where like they can put in these subliminal messages almost like triggers yeah yeah. to these people and then when those trigger like words or occasions ar- arise it makes them act in a certain way yeah yeah that's yeah. what the whole operation was about so yeah that's again that's not a conspiracy because it's actually fucking declassified documents so we've wow. got an episode on that as well well i'm definitely gonna listen to that yeah go back and yeah. suss out yeah the nine see, one. see yeah see what you think see if you think hey some of that evidence makes sense now yeah. i actually have mm-hmm. a, a new guest Go on. Thanks to on. thanks to Nick from the uh, the Better Project. Shout out and go check them out on Instagram. We're going to have him on uh, for an episode in a few weeks. But I, I ran this past him first, yeah, because he messaged us, reached out to try and organise us to do a pod, and he asked me a question, and I fucking loved it. I yeah. just thought it was such a cool thing out of nowhere. Now I'm asking it all the fucking time, and I asked him if we could add it to our guestions for yeah. every guest. So you're going to be the first one. Oh, to okay. I, haven't, I haven't even heard this, so I don't even. I'm so um, sorry. <laughs> and now it's something so every guest will get asked this as, as question number okay. four or five or whatever we fucking decide. Yep, yep, Henry, yep. what are three things you are grateful for today? <laughs> um, I'm grateful to to have a loving family. I'm grateful that I have a loving family and friends and good people around me. Um, I'm grateful I I um, you know, I have a 
a job, I've got an income, and I work yeah. hard, and I'm grateful to have a good sense of humor. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, dude, that's I like so that. Good. And yeah. since it's like our that. first time yeah. doing this, I yeah. think it's only fair, my we're, man. We're grateful every single gra- time. What are you grateful for today? Give us three things. I'm, I'm grateful for the people that I'm surrounded by because I like recently I've been so inspired by the people that I've been close to, and I've been noticing the people around me in, my, in life lately have been leveling up in so many ways. Like yourself, getting a new job, other people achieving new things. So I'm very grateful for the people in my life. Uh, I'm I'm grateful for my health because I've been feeling really good lately about like physically the gym and all that yeah. kind of thing. I've got no you know chronic health problems or anything like that, so I'm yeah. very grateful for that. Um, what else would I be grateful for? Far out. Let's see. I'm grateful that today technology has actually been working. So there's been yeah, no, no, yeah. issues. no issues with the technology. <laughs> this which podcast is, has oh, fucked us haunted, in the Oh, really? Like, haunted, yeah. Yeah. We always have one thing, something go wrong. I was going to say, it's just like, it's been going, I don't even know how long we've been going for now. Seamless, but eh? We're, we're <laughs> over an hour, but <laughs> it's, been, it's been, oh, the guests normally never know that uh, yeah. other than our Zoom ones. Yeah. We normally deal with fuckery beforehand, but that's good. That is a yeah. good thing to be grateful yeah. I'm actually quite Maybe grateful about the, that. The vibe, maybe it's vibe. the Henry Wilson it's vibe. The, yeah. He's bringing um, that vibe. For me, for me, Russell I guess Crow. I uh, <laughs> it's it's Bee Swarm Crow. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm grateful for this pod, man, because I Fuck obviously yeah. it came at a time I came out of the most hectic fringe ever, and then just had no creative outlet. Yeah. We talked about doing it for so long, but it yeah. kind of forced us to do it. And now we're two years in, and I can't imagine me doing anything else yeah. every week other than doing this pod. And well, it's you know, COVID that like really kicked yeah. it in because it was like, yeah, let's do it. He was like, yeah, you know, I think it'd be funny and rah rah. He's like, yeah, we've got the equipment, and we do this rah rah. But then it never kind of was like all right let's do it and then the pod came around like you just said then you were like you'd just gotten off playing fucking 50 shows in three weeks whatever it was and you're yeah. like oh my god i have like nothing to to get out and then we were just like there's so many things we want to touch on like conspiracy and mental health and music and rah, rah, rah. and then yeah. it's just evolved yeah yeah and now we're like you know having all these really cool bands come on we get to interview comedians and awesome people yeah. like yourself yeah. um i guess the second thing i'm grateful for i mean i'll say comedy like it's uh, again it's been something that has been a now a massive part of my life. I've made so many great friendships out of it as well. And, you know, I still get that same every now and then I still, you mentioned your first ever show, that feeling you get walking off stage. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard to get that same one as the first, but I, I've gotten some feelings from oh, shows mate, yeah, that have yeah. come pretty close. And that win that one I did two weeks ago at the Mobbury Jets yeah. was a was pretty up there in terms of how it made I floated off that stage. That we was a sick up, show. We ended up having a fucking massive yeah, wild because night of after. Good, yeah, yeah, like yeah, because yeah. of how good that went. Um, but it, it's something where and being able to share that with your friends and whatever else as well, like where you get off and then they tell you, man, like that was a fucking good set and you get to do the same for them when they do well like um there are some gatekeepers in the scene but there are obviously a lot of really good people as well so i'm I'm very blessed and i think last of all just my family man you know i'm 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 very blessed to have a beautiful wife um and and an amazing son and um always something that's amazing to wake up to come home to and and that motivates me so much to to do all of these things like the podcast and the, yeah so yeah how's that for a fire reckon Beautiful. that's a fucking good extra that's a good one. so shout out again to I like that a lot from the better project and we can't i'll, Thanks, I'll be sending you this clip <laughs> and uh i'm sure that you absolutely love it but that leads us to our final question my man final question the one that right. every guest comes up. here for hit him up would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses, and why? Um, a horse-sized duck, or a hundred 
horses? Duck-sized horses. Hundred duck-sized hundred horses. <laughs> hundred duck-sized horses. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, one big fuck off duck or a hundred little horses. See, you're giving people content no, no, every no, no, no. single time. You give people the the, the subtle can content. Can I ride it? Can you ride the duck? Yeah, because well, it's like well, a horse. What is the question? Yeah, we haven't had, had actually had. Someone said tame it, but no one's ever yeah. said can I like, ride it. I don't see why you could. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, you could. I'd, yeah, ride it. I out. think ride that'd it be out of the property. Ride yes. it into ride into the sunset. Sunset. Smack it in its bum and then it kicks off. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Love. That's I love that one. That's, that's a very good answer. Well, Henry, thank you so much for coming on, man. I know you took a long Uber journey down here. Um, uh, we appreciate you coming on for, for being really raw and open and honest yeah, about your journey. Getting yeah, real with everything. Yeah. Um, it makes I hope it me... wasn't too heavy or anything. No, dude, yeah. that's that's what the fucking but pod's I feel about. Like, but I feel like we bal- we, we've balanced it out and yeah. we've given these people a look into who you are yeah. on not only on like, you know, with your comedy and your work and your life, but also like, you know, what you've done to improve yourself as a human being. And that's what we try and do here. We just try yeah. and basically have real and genuine conversations with people. So and appreciate your time, Thanks so much man. for having me on. I really appreciate yeah. it. And someone could be listening to this man and hear your struggle and go, fuck, you know, that might be the wake up call that they need. The same thing that you had that wake up call maybe someone's going to listen to this and go fuck you know there's a lot of what he said that i've actually been feeling and experiencing and i need to fucking take a look a long hard look at myself so that's why it's important to have those kind of conversations man because you never know what you're going to spark in in other people um and yeah look keep going on the path that you are keep doing your exercise man keeping control of of those of those urges and the demons that obviously can fucking plague you to go back down that path and yeah. and keep working on the comedy, man. Yeah, like you've got jokes, such bro. a good yeah. fucking energy. I yeah, love seeing yeah. you at shows. I love watching how passionate you are about the scene and about comedy in general. Um, so yeah, and I'll always, as you've seen, I'll always do what I can to help you yeah, out. Yeah, you no, send brother. me something and I'll tell you if yeah. it's shit or not. You can I'll <laughs> yeah. always promise you I'll be sense? honest. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Yeah, but yeah. um, but yeah, keep it up, man. And 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 thank you so much for coming on. Nah, we appreciate thanks, it. And we, and we don't do this enough but make sure please melt the subscribe button yeah melt the like button do whatever you need to do to follow along because there's just gonna be more yeah simple as that come find henry at a show he, he does plenty of fucking shows yeah. around adelaide come give me a hug come <laughs> come give him a hug and tell him that he's doing all right and uh yeah thank you so much for listening guys we love nice you guys.